What is going on, everybody? Nick here. Uh, not a solo episode, but there's no traffic therapy or what the fuck or anything. Today is just me with my buddy Mikey. You guys have probably seen Mikey on season two of uh, CBS Tough as Nails. Today we sit down and try to figure out what happened. Um, that's not why we reached out or why I reached out to him and why we're doing this. He's a buddy, dude. He's a union bricklayer out in New York. Um, and we chat here and there periodically. He rocks uh, locals only all the time. So today we decided to sit down and be like, dude, what fucking happened on that show? And uh, this will be the first of many episodes that we're going to have, I foresee. And uh, hopefully you guys do enjoy as much as I enjoyed speaking with him about it. Thanks, guys. Recording in progress. Mr. Mikey, what's going on, sir? Hey, Nick, what's happening, my brother? How are you? Uh, you know, no complaints yet. Uh but it's only what eleven fifty in the morning out here. So <laughs> your time, your time, my your time. time. I'm after three over here. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's crazy. That's See, I got crazy. it. Yo. Oh, I like to see it, right? I love it, dude. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect view. Beautiful perfect shirt, view. Nick. Oh, thank you, sir. That's nice. my, uh... fantastic. I I appreciate um the the care package you sent me, man. The stickers, the shirts, yes, everything sir. was awesome. Thank I got you. A, uh, another one that's going out to you on Tuesday. Uh, day after tomorrow, mail's the mail doesn't run tomorrow. Otherwise, it'll go out tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, you spoil me. You I, spoil me, man. Got to cover the brothers. You know what I mean. Got to got to cover them. <laughs> so how's life out there so right I, now, bro? I mean, it's uh, it's getting back to where hopefully you know where we were. You there know, you as far as uh, work wise, work is good. There you go. Um, yeah, a lot of things are booming. We have a lot of new projects coming up. Nice. Um, we just picked up. Uh, we're doing uh, redoing JFK Airport. Nice. So yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a long run for us. That's hella cool. So, um, yeah, yeah. So everything's looking good as far as like with the COVID um, protocols and stuff. I mean, same stuff. Same shit. You know, take your temperature when you come into work in the morning and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So it's right. the same over there with you guys, right? Uh, it was. They're starting to change it uh, so people okay. can stay in their positions for whatever political reasons. I know uh, right now it you don't have to wear a mask everywhere. Um, I know okay. certain job sites, they don't require it all. Some do. It depends on the owner. Uh, it's a case yes. by case situation. Um, and I know they don't require a vaccine card for gyms or for restaurants now or grocery stores or anywhere, really. Um, it's kind of easing up here a little bit. So, and they just started that Nick, right? They just started like About easing up with the restrictions and stuff two weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago now, the 4th of February is when they started easing up on it. So it's still new. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over uh, here too. Well, you know. It's all going to yeah. be a fucking shit show. So as long as we just roll together, you know what I mean? It is what it is. It's, it's, this has been one long uh, shit show for two years. It's all it has been, man. Oh. That, and that's it. And it's it's very challenging, right? It is. And it just shows how strong we are as individuals for how it's going to be and how it has been. So we can either make the best of it or not. I mean, I decided to start this brand in the fucking middle of it. You know what I mean? So it's... You're doing great, man. Proud of you, Nick. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Thank you, sir. How's, yeah, uh, yeah. how's the family, bro? family's good family's, family's good. good you know just you know like i said it's winter time here now so everything kind of slowed down yeah so uh we got what a week left of february or something and then we hit march so the weather will be turning so everything's uh we'll get back to summertime and good shit. rocking and rolling there you go and you're uh you're always down in uh in in florida right you go to you go to miami a lot yeah i go to miami a lot my mom lives in del rey oh, so um i usually uh my go over there i'll see my mom i'll stay with her and i like miami miami's uh Miami's beautiful, man. There it is. So I have a lot of friends over there. I like to visit over there. Right, so. right. Now you do have yeah. a, you do have a lot of friends on on there. I've seen um, I've seen, and this will be a cool transition. 
uh, you have a friend that you were, I'm going to go ahead and say that you met on a TV show. Cause you're not only, Ooh. you're not only a bricklayer, <laughs> right? Just in case nobody knows you're, you're, you're a bricklayer, right? That's what you do. Yeah. I'm a union bricklayer. Yeah. BAC, uh, local one out of here, out of New York, uh, bricklayers and LI craft workers. Nice. We're, uh, we're one of, we're, we're really, uh, we're into our unions international. So we, we got bricklayer uh, brothers and sisters all over the country. Nice. And, um, you know, the Mason community is a really big community. We're right. a really big community. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I love my trade. Right. <laughs> you know, bricklays were a little rough. A little but, bit, you know. little bit. <laughs> How long have you been in it for? Uh, 16 years. 16 years. Holy 16 shit. years. That's awesome. Yeah. That's hell Yeah, I went through my apprenticeship. I finished, I went through my apprenticeship day one. Um, did my apprenticeship in five years. Came out, uh, took blueprint reading classes. You know, trying to get the extra, make myself more employable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, came to shops do with my union, and from there, you know, I just kind of took off, and you know, I love my job, you uh, I love my trade. You, right. you know, I, I with us, it's either you love it or hate it. Right. And if you hate it, then I don't think you, you should find something that you love. Have to. You know. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. You can't be that miserable coming to work all that time. You spend more time at work than you do at home. <laughs> you know. So. Exactly. You know. <laughs> You're not gonna like everybody you work with all the time, Nick. No. But you know, you just gotta love what you do. Yep. And I love to. I love to build, man. I love to use my hands and, yep. you know, make uh, build schools and buildings and hospitals and what's more awesome than that you know sports sports arenas yeah i was involved with city field i watched shea stadium get piece by piece get taken down the last yeah the last uh we were building city field and they were taking down shea stadium the last concert that billy joel had in shea stadium i was like right there when he was doing his sound check oh man it was yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> I know a couple. You know, I'm sure uh, you could got you got a lot of cool projects that you could say you were part of. You yeah. know that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. waiting to get onto the. Uh, I want to do if the A's stay in Oakland. I want to get on that when they build the new stadium, just to be a part of right. it. You know what I mean? Um, I know yeah. a couple people that were uh, part of the Barclay Center for the Islanders um when they when they built that which was cool so i was like oh i'd be dope just this because i'm huge in sports so i'm like okay let me yeah me too me too I'm a there, sports so. Freak. <laughs> you know. so you like to you like your job you like your craft which is huge uh, a lot of people can't say that you have turned it into a hobby so to speak um i don't know if hobby is the correct term i'm gonna go with it just because i already said it but you've done extracurriculars with your craft and it has gotten you onto tv and it has gotten you noticed by people. Um, where has it gotten you noticed, and how did they come to find you? Well, it's uh, it's weird because when they started that whole tough as nails thing, it started a while back, but they really got it, you know, uh, off the floor for season one. And um, I was in, I went out for season one. The casting people for Tough as Nails got in touch with my union. Okay. And said, hey, we're starting this new reality show. And um, it's, you know, blue collar Americans competing in a reality show. And, uh, you know, would you have, would you happen to know anybody in, you know, part of your union that maybe want to come out for the show? Yeah. And my union delegate called me and said, hey, Mikey, uh, this came across our table and you're the first person we thought of. We think it's perfect for you. Oh, shit. So, yeah, they sent me the link. I, I filled out the link. Um, I sent some headshots in. I sent a video or something. And they just, kept getting back to me and getting back to me. And then they invited me out to a, a casting call on 42nd street in times square in the middle of the winter. Oh shit. Tough as nails had this 
uh, stage set up and Phil was there with a lot of the production team and um, you had to go there and you were doing burpees in the middle of the winter, in the middle of 42nd Street you know, on the top of snail stage. <laughs> yeah, and I went there and I went there and I, and I did it. You know, um, it was hard. It was hard. I, I fucking bet, yeah. Yeah. So did you they say do... why you had to do, because I know that I did a podcast with a buddy of mine a, a while ago and they were, this is after, I want to say it's after your season because you were season two. Oh. Um, yeah. now they want people to send in videos of them doing exercises and burpees. Did they say just to yeah. make sure you're physically fit for the show or what's the purpose yes. of that? Um, see, they really, um, sending in the videos that really started, they really cranked it up after season one. Okay. Season two, um, they really cranked it up with, uh, getting on the show with the burpee stuff and, uh, they want to see where you're at mentally tough. You know, and if you're going to give up, because burpees are no joke. Let me tell you something, Nick. To get on that show is so hard. Right. It's very, very hard. It's yeah. very, very, it's not easy to get on that show. Right. You have to commit yourself, you know, you have to see the bigger picture. And you just, you know, you figure out this is what you want to do because you're signing up to be on TV. Yeah. And for people to judge you and for people to criticize you, you know, all that, all that. No, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, so the, with, with they want to see where you're at with the burpees is if you're going to give up. Okay. Ten, ten burpees every 30 seconds for eight minutes straight. Let me tell you. Yeah, you want to throw up after that. That's You want to throw up. Yeah. Yeah, and they were making us at one time at the end when it started, they started narrowing it down before they flew us out to L.A. We had to send in videos like numer- like a couple of times a week doing that. Well, like I had a freaking burpee book, okay? Oh, <laughs> my poor girlfriend, yo, burpees consumed my life, Nick. Let me tell you for like uh, a long time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I remember working, working, doing you know eight nine hours at work, coming yeah. home. Yeah. You know, how bad do you want it? How right. bad do you want it? Yeah. You're gonna go to work, you're gonna come home, and then I'd have my girlfriend film me doing burpees. Holy shit! Then sending them in. They want to see if you're gonna give up. I mean, they made you have. They had. They had you do burpees. All the way until you were in the finals in LA, they would wake you up in your room in the hotel. Yo, no we want burpees. Shit. Wow. Get yourself together. You want to put on some music, do what you have to do, give you burpees. Holy and they're cheering shit. you on, they're rooting you as you're doing it. Yeah. It's uh it's an experience. It's an experience, definitely. Right? I bet, I bet. Well, what was your what was your favorite part of it so far? Just just on a whole, on your time on Tough as Nails. That was gross. Uh what was your favorite your favorite thing? At a, what, going out for season one and then finally making it on season two? Yep, yep, um, for my, my entire thing. I would say meeting all the cool people that I got to meet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, meeting Phil Kogan. Oh, man. That's got to be so fucking that, cool, dude. Oh, dude, he's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> dude. I mean, what a, what a, what a down-to-earth guy, you know what I mean? Really? And, uh, he just, yeah, yeah, on set, like, he, Phil, Phil's not the type of guy. If you walk into the bathroom and he walked by you, he would he would make he would say hello to you and make sure, hey, how's everything? You all right? And he wouldn't just like rush to talk to you and be like, oh, okay, you know, he generally concerned how you're doing that day, and you know, making everybody feel comfortable. He's such a jokester with his jokes. Yeah, he's the type. Of, he's the type of guy when he talks, you want to listen to every detail of what he says That's because crazy. it's so cool, you know. Yeah. And that was that was really uh, to see how. They make a TV show, you know, and yeah. uh, with the cameras and how hard those people work. Right. 
You know, yeah, the, the behind the scenes with the camera people and the production people and the mic people. It's so you like you never you never think about how many people they have to do certain things right. and how hard they work. Yeah, and it's hot and it's hot where you are, Nick, in California. Yeah, yeah. And when we were filming, it was hot. <laughs> these people had all these cameras and they're running around. It's like wow, they need to make a TV show about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. So, I, I, I never mean, thought that, about it. That was. That was the coolest thing, meeting all the cool people, you know. Yeah, no, I can I can see that because that's that's uh, been my favorite part. You know, I'm not on a on a TV show, but with my brand, it's just the people, you know, like you, I get to talk to and other people I've met throughout the fucking country of yeah. know, whatever they do. That's always the most fun, and that's actually why I started watching the show. I didn't, I never saw an ad for season one. I finally saw commercials for season two. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I watched all of season two and three. Um, but it's because of Phil. I used to watch Amazing Race. I used to, you know, be up on that all the time. And because mm-hmm. he seemed like such a uh, genuine guy, and it's great to hear that he is. It was oh uh, god, it was a, what brought me what a, what a beautiful person! What a beautiful person, and his wife too. Really, the creator of the show. Him and his wife created this show. Yeah, yeah. And he got the inspiration because Phil's grandfather was a blue collar worker. Really. So you know, yeah. So that's where he got it from, and he just respects the blue collar. Uh, community so much, you know, and he, he, what, what he's just, he's just awesome. There's, I can't say, you know, just made me just showed love and, you know, after everything, he's just a great guy, great guy all around. No, that's cool. That's cool. Now, uh, outside of Phil and, and, and every, and every part of it, from what, from what you've seen just on your season alone, what would you say was the toughest challenge i would say let's go challenge from from your first one when you had to break it up and make your your form from from everything from the the what were they called the the slime eels the slime work i don't know what they're called yeah that was uh that was the second episode the one Uh, where you busted your ass on (laughs) (laughs) dude i still got marks on my back from that i bet that was a hard show a lot lot, yo a lot of people were happy when i busted my ass down those stairs man really a lot of people were happy really (laughs) i'm not gonna get into that though What was the question again? I'm what sorry. was what was the uh, what was the let's go with uh, your favorite your favorite challenge of them all? Whether it be the team building with the garage, whether it be the the slime meals or the the four the very first one where you where you got to be captain. Uh, what would be your oh, favorite? The, that was the first day out. Was yeah, uh, yeah it was caught up. It was sort of like my environment with that, you know, right? Busting up the concrete, mixing concrete and stuff. Yeah. I'm a mason, and you know, my my. Uh, I've been around, you know, masonry my whole life, so that was kind of like, you know, second nature to me. Um, I would say, yeah, that that was that was probably one of my favorites winning, uh, doing that, and then picking the getting to pick the team. Yeah, that was cool. Was it a shock know? or was it kind of given? Because I mean, now, okay, before I ask that question, did you know anything about everybody else on the on the show oh, before you started? Nope, no. no, not at all. They don't. They, you cannot speak to nobody. Really? You don't. You don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. While while we're in the hotel, you can't talk to nobody. Really? You can't talk to nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they want to get everything on camera. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if me and you are having an awesome conversation off camera, you know they they're missing the real talk. You know what I'm right. saying? So they're like, hey guys, why don't you just hold that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we'll get that on. We'll shoot that on camera. Okay. You know, so you can't speak to nobody. So going in there, like I heard what everybody's trade was is when, you know, everybody was introducing themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. So, okay. When I was watching the show, when I knew people's trades and when, when you and Liz won, I'm like, okay, that should be a, 
You know, I, I, that's a shot to the pride. If you guys didn't win, it's like, oh shit. Exactly. <laughs> I, I told her that. She said that, and she was like, oh man, that would have been bad if me and you lost. I was like, I know that would have been real bad. <laughs> so was it? Yeah. Now, I don't mean this to come out the way that it's going to come out, but I'm just going to ask it the way that it's going to be. Was it weird to be the male counterpart of a team when the other head uh, captain, the coach, was not the coach, but the captain of the other team was a female? Was that um, was that a big dynamic from having a, a not a male's team and a woman's team, but a a female captain and a male captain? Did that change the, dy- the dynamics of the teams or how people were? Um, if for me, I know it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Because uh, Liz, she was she was she was she was good. Yeah. She was good. She was good. Yeah. You know? And I knew in the back of my mind that I had to keep my foot on the pedal because she was right behind me during that first uh and I'm gonna tell you something right now, Nick. If she would have mixed two two mixes at once instead of just one that last time, she would have beat me. She would have oh. won. And I would have came in second. Yeah. For sure, dude. Yeah, I watched that last enough. night. I was like, she, Oh, that was close. <laughs> yeah, she didn't mix enough concrete in her barrel before she filled up the rest of her form. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah. And then I just so happened, you know, whatever. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> but, uh, do I no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, if it was, you know, other people weren't happy that the team that they were on. I mean, that that was on them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. Now, wink, wink. No name dropping. Would you say that there were people not happy on their teams, whether it be on your team they wanted on Liz or on Liz's and they wanted to be on yours? I, I think so. Think so. There you I go. Think so. There you go. I, I mean, think so. I mean, it, it, try to take a step back and look at it from the outside. Yeah. You know, I, if I didn't win, like you know, there was a. And for me, it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter if I would on any team. I would have went on. It would have been like, okay, I, what, what can I do to help my team win? Right. But you know, maybe some people would have been like, yeah, I, I, I would like to be on the guys' team than the girls' team. Right. You know. So maybe uh, you know they weren't on, unhappy about that. Yeah. You know. I, I I would I'd probably say that. Yeah. So outside of picking the teams um, for Savage Crew or Dirty Hands, what all did being first overall do? Because it seemed like once you guys started your challenges, was it a was it a collective agreement for who was going to take point on the on the task on the challenge, or was yeah, it just was... from you that you would appoint? All right, Scott, you're on Prince today, and then you divvy out from here, and then you kind of pass the buck, or was it all a collective agreement? It was from the from the jump. It was all collective agreement because before, even when we were picking teams, and a lot of stuff gets edited out. Yeah. Um. When I, my first pick was Scott. When I picked Scott, see my my whole thing was going into that was like, all right, my first two picks, I want to pick the strongest guy and the strongest girl. Right. You know, I want them on my team, and then I'll build around that. Yeah. So from what I observed, Scott and Sarah. Sarah was the strongest female. And I felt personally, Scott was the, you know, was the strongest. He's a superintendent, right. you know, he, a lot of knowledge. He's a smart guy. Yeah. You know, he blueprints with the machines and uh, he's a good guy, you know, and, and he, he's a team player. So I was like, you know what, this guy, I already knew Scott was going to be my first pick. Right. As soon as I won, I already knew it. I already knew it because of hearing him yeah. and knowing what a superintendent has to do and the stuff that he has to know and, to, on that show, it's not just you know they're focusing on one trade; it's everything, right? And it's, and kind of a superintendent knows, you know, about everything. No, yeah, yeah, no, have to. You fucking have to. <laughs> does it? How does it? How does it feel knowing? Now hindsight's twenty twenty. So clearly, 
things happen with you, which we can get into. Um, how does it feel knowing that your first overall pick for your crew won it all? I feel good. Is that like a ha? Huh? I fucking yeah. saw it. That was my first overall. You know what yeah, I mean? like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, it was, um, well, I'm glad he won. I'm right. glad he won. He deserved it. He worked hard, you yeah. know? Yeah. Definitely. I'm not going to take nothing away from him. Right. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. Cool. You know, like only we, only the people that were on that show know what we had to go through. Right. And it's not, it, it's not easy. It's not easy. Fuck no. Being away from your family, can't call them. You know, you're around these people that you never met before, right. you know, and you're put in that environment where like they're waving money in front of your face, life changing yeah. money, you right. know? Um, yeah. So I was happy he won. And if you want to go a little further, my second pick, they, you know, Sarah was in the final two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know? that's Sarah huge. was in the final two and Swifty made the, uh, so three out of my Swifty, the final was several Swifty. Sour and Scott, right? Scott, Sour and Swifty. I picked them. They were on my team. They're on your team. That's fucking huge. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. That's fucking. Yeah. That's huge right there. Wow. Yeah. That, so obviously, I picked a good team. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, how now? You said that when you're there, you can't talk to anybody except for who you're filming with. How long was the process? From how long? How long would it have been, start to finish? Can you not? Is it all within like a month or two weeks or? Oh, no, it was, uh, you had to do a two-week quarantine. Really? Because I remember we were doing this in the middle of the pandemic. Shit, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so everything was done remotely, Nick. Wow. Um, Zoom calls like this with, yeah. the, with the casting directors and, um, and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, when, when they finally narrowed it down to their final, however many they flew out to L.A., right. they let us know, like, yeah, you're going to be quarantined. Wow. For two weeks, yeah, and before you even start filming, and then when you now when they flew you out to LA, you still didn't even make the show. Shit. So the, you had to quarantine for two weeks after the quarantine. Then they picked their final twelve. So the rest over that was left over after they did their quarantine, they make the show. They had to fly back home. Wow. <laughs> so that's like it was like a that's a big bummer, man. You know, like yeah, hey. Hey, I, I feel you. You 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 packed your clothes. You left out here. You sit in this hotel room for two hours for two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. and just I would say maybe five days into the maybe five days into the quarantine, they let us get some breathing like breathing air and let us walk around for a little while in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, but on top of that, that everybody was just you know great i mean the the casting team and the toughest nail people like they were just so concerned and, and about how everybody was doing you know yeah. like always constantly checking on you and do you need anything you need you want a box of water we could run to the store for you so it wasn't like they pushed you in the room and they forgot about you we'll right. see you in two weeks yeah. you know they gave everybody an ipad we worked out every day we had a, a personal trainer over the ipad oh, that's cool and uh yeah that we did stuff with and we had catering food uh, they gave us water if we wanted to run to the store or run, they, run if they wanted to run to the store for us we just fill out a list tell them what we want nice. you know so they they tried they made it as comfortable as possible for us well, that's cool that's cool <laughs> yeah yeah that was awesome that's hella cool now if you had to redraft your team you win again okay okay are you still picking your same team hindsight's 2020 so whether it be from your team or from Liz's team would you pick 
your same squad or would you kind of trade people out is there anything that you that you think you would click well better with or be the uh, steamroll team you know what i mean well i kind of thought when um i picked my team yeah. that we were going to be the steamroll team there you go but that wasn't the case at all obviously you know because whatever but um yeah i would pick the same team same team that would be my first two scott and sarah still be my number one and number two there you go there you go um, I definitely would have had, you know, it's funny because you say I definitely would have had Sally on my team because to be a nurse, you have to be mad smart. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And that girl's heart, forget about it. Right. Forget about it. Yeah. That girl's heart. And like, and like I said, it. once you have heart on your team, everything else is just going to fall into place around that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it did. It did for them. And, and it did for them. It worked out for them. Right. And I'm glad it worked out for them. Fucking a. No, that's hella cool. Now, now you now from what I've seen, uh, obviously social media is just social media. But from what I've seen, is your buddies like for real with Angel, right? Is there any oh, other yeah, friends? Oh yeah, yeah, that's my buddy. Yeah, that's, that's my buddy. That's I'm actually going to Miami at the end of March, and I'm gonna go see him too. There you go. I'm gonna meet up with him. Yeah, that's my buddy. Like I said from the beginning, man, I met some really cool people. Yeah. You know, really cool people that I still communicate with. Angel's one of them. From season one, I have a lot more friends from season one than I do season two. Okay. Yeah, like uh, Lewis is my buddy from season one. There you go. Yeah, Lewis is my buddy. He's from the Bronx. He's from New York. And he was at that casting call in Times Square and 42nd Street. Oh, shit. Yeah, so we wind up meeting there, and we just kicked it off. And then when I got flown out to L.A. for season one, he was there. And he, where we roomed in the hotel we had us, and he was my neighbor. Nice. As, as, and as well as, as season two, where we stayed at, Angel was my neighbor. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's hella cool. But, man. uh... Yeah, but I'm I'm a lot more friends. I have a lot more friends, I guess, from season one. You know, and I I really wanted to be a part of that group. You know, yeah. That group was uh, that group was that group was. I, I love everybody in that group. Yeah, yeah they they're awesome. They're awesome. So, I know that certain things you can't say all details. Your time on Tough as Nails season two was cut short. Oh boy. From what I know, is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's what was said. <laughs> uh, from what from nothing what I thought, I'll say from what I thought. From what I thought, I thought because you do have the same number of kids that I have now, uh, I thought it was something personal that came up and you had to jet back home to handle your business. I was like, oh shit, that sucks. I mean, it sucked no matter what that you that you're that you weren't there, but it sucked that. You were taken so soon. Now, yeah. I will be honest, and I'll be like, fuck this show. I don't want to watch no more. <laughs> oh, a lot of people. A lot of people did that. And to be honest with you, I didn't watch the show after that anyway. It, was, it hurt me too much. I, I bet. It was, like a, it was like a knife in my stomach. You what? Know? Can you say any bit of what? I know you've been, I know you've been asked a lot. You know what I mean? Where people are like, uh, dude, what? I still get asked. What happened? I still get asked. Nick, it's annoying. I, it's I annoying. bet. I bet. It's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> it really is. Every job site that I go to. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's annoying. It's oh, annoying. I knew it was going to happen. You know, yeah. like, yo, what happened? What happened? What happened? People don't want to come out and, and, and say it, like, ask me right away when they meet me. Right. But they're like, <laughs> when they start talking to me, I have a little bit of conversation. Oh, yeah, we see you. What happened? Right, right. You know, I... <laughs> 
I mean, Phil said it. I mean, Phil said it the best when he did his podcast. You know, it's really simple, you know. And I could say in my part, Nick, is uh, there was some negativity that was thrown in the air. Yeah. And, and you know, instead of me leaving it there, I pulled it in. And I entertained it. So you, did what, it. Uh, you did what 99% of people would have done. And they would have entertained it. And it worked out for the people who threw it out there is essentially what it did. Basically, basically, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's basically that's the whole thing. I really can't say anything else about that, Nick. You know what I'm saying? No, I, no, I know. I know you can't. I just wanted. To, I, I just wanted to put it out there that it was more of it wasn't from your own doing, and that's more respectable that that you're not just saying, "Oh, let me tell you all this shit that this motherfucker did," and it wound up getting me caught up. No, you're still being a bigger man about it, saying essentially taking responsibility for it in a, in a I sense, have to. you know what I mean? I have to, it's, it's, it was my fault, Nick, because if I would have, if where I'm at in my life in this stage of the game, yeah. I should have took that negativity and I should have went like this. Right. And I'm going to be laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew the bigger picture there, what, why I was there for. Right. I was there for my family, Nick. 100%. This is life changing money. I live in New York. It's hella expensive over here, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And what I was doing this for was to better my life for me and the places it probably would have took me in the masonry community, right. you know, because my union being international, all the support that I had for my unions and brothers and sisters all over the country, dude, the messages that I was getting, right? my union was sending out mass texts all over the country when, before the show was being aired. No okay, shit. watch. Yeah, man. That's it was, so cool. It was, <laughs> so, like, people, like, you know, where it got most annoying was on Facebook. You know, okay. where it got most annoying. That, yeah. That's where it got most annoying. And I didn't answer. Right. I didn't answer. I still got, you know, 150 unread tech messages in my in my Facebook account. What happened? Fuck. You know, I just, you know, it's, it's, that's all I, I should have just left it alone, Nick. I should have just left it alone. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You know what I mean? And I think that it's still going to move you further than anything. You know what I mean? Because uh, realistically, if you break it down, there would have only been one winner. Even if shit didn't change, and I'm not saying you wouldn't have won, but I'm saying regardless, there's only one winner. You know, that's, yeah. yeah then, then that's that's all there is, and that's what people that's... are going to look at. Is, okay, cool, here are the contestants and blah, blah, blah. But you held on to what you needed to, and you entertained it for that reason. You know what I mean? And it was other people trying to do it to take others out of the game. And it worked to a degree. I, yeah. But it didn't work all the way because you, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> I, I, yo, dude, you said exactly what I wanted to say. I, I don't give a fuck. It ain't gonna get me nah, in trouble. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Basically, I know. You know, but listen. At the end of the day, my mindset there yeah. was I, I didn't go in like, oh, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. No, no, no I didn't do that. Because I didn't really, to be honest with you, Nick, I didn't think I was gonna win. I went in there saying, hey. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. Right. I don't care that I'm on TV. I just want to make as much money as I can here to bring home back to my family. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So you're putting myself in this. You're putting me in that environment, the environment that we're used to, a work environment. Yeah. Okay. Now, what do you hear on our job sites all day, Nick? Oh, I hear a lot of things. Yelling and screaming. I know in New York we do. <laughs> I hear a lot of things. <laughs> like, yo, we don't talk to each other. We yell at each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then you're putting... 
stuck in that environment where we're building and we're working on the job site because right. that's what you want to capture right. us on the job site, what we're doing, blue collar right. Americans. Yep. Those cameras weren't even there to me, Nick. Right. Weren't even there. Weren't even there. And I'm a compassionate person. I'm very compassionate. Yeah. I'm compassionate when I compete. I, I, I wake up at 100 miles an hour in the morning. I do. I do. I'm the same way. You know? I'm the same and way. And construction workers, language is. You know, that's all we do. And the F bomb comes out of my mouth, probably like every other word. Yep. <laughs> so, but yep. since then, I curbed it because I know, you know, that's it's not a good look for you to be walking around F bombing all over the place and this and that. It's, 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 you know, so I have to change that up. And that's just personal things you have to do for yourself. So. Right. No, I'm trying to fix that because I'm the same way. I, uh, I cuss way too much. And that's why I could never go on a show because I know that I talk way too much shit and i cuss way too much because that's just what i do um but i and, and i and i know that and that's why it's hard for me to to do things and i'm very competitive um i'm not michael jordan competitive to where i hate to lose more than i like to win but i just like that's to where win. i'm at yeah oh yeah that's where i'm at yeah yeah that's where i'm at and and, and the type of person that i am i like you know i Everybody's like that when you compete. Just let your performance do the talking. Yeah, you know. But that's when other people's insecurities come in. That's a hundred percent. When true. they know, when they know that they can't stand next to the person next to them, so they're gonna focus on what that person's doing and try to rattle their cage. Right. Instead of just focus on what you need to do. Exactly. I hate people that play like that. Yeah. I hate people that play. Like uh, that. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, <laughs> I, no I, I get you. I get you. It, it, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, see, look there. Yeah. It's <laughs> you curse more than me. <laughs> oh, dude, it's bad. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, I I know when not to, and I don't do it when I'm not uh, supposed to. Like, I don't do it around you know kids or schools or whatever it is <laughs> or you know serious situations. You know, a lot of the times I don't. Um, but it's uh something I do need to I do need to correct. Now I did rewatch those episodes yesterday, okay. just to make sure I was ready for today. <laughs> and uh, I will say that the handcart with the lobster cages was over the line. And I will say, when my buddy Mikey came down, I said, "What are you doing? Get out of the way!" And you nudged it; it knocked somebody in the water. <laughs> yeah, everybody thought I did that on purpose, man. And I would—that's that's insane. It's right. insane. Right. It's insane. Why would I why do you there were seals in that water, okay? Right. Yeah. That were coming up like this, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe one of those seals could have grabbed them and brought them under. Like, you don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why would I do that? Right. And before every competition that we had, the people that entered this competition, they tell you the rules. See now, that whole deck, Nick, had to be maybe ten feet wide. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe give or take a little bit more, with a white line up the middle. Up the middle. All the way up the dock. Yeah. Our side, their side. Right. So it was said to us: if anybody's material was on your side of the line, you can physically move it. Yeah. That was one of the questions that I had asked before we started this. Yeah. What if we're coming down the dock? with our cages getting ready to load it on the boat and we can't, we have no room to work. Can we move their stuff or do we have to ask them to move their stuff? Right. And they said, no, you can physically move their stuff out the way. Yeah. So coming down that 
the doc, I believe Sarah was helping me push that trolley. We had some uh, nets on there. I didn't see freight trains stand over there. Right. I didn't because the it was so stacked high. They were higher and higher than me. Yeah. So all I know is I was coming out. I had no room to move. Right. Right. I gave it a I gave it a push. I gave it a push, like, you know, get it out the way. Yeah. So I can, what do you want me to do? You want me to stop? Fuck that. My team and hold up my team and, and, and jeopardize everybody else on my team from winning that money to bring it home to their family to ask them to move their cages. No, I'm going to move it. Right. And I'm going to continue to do what I do. I didn't mean to push you in the water. Right. You, he fell in the water because he was, he lost his balance and he was standing on the edge. But see, Patrick knew that. He knew I didn't do that on purpose. Because, yeah. you know, he was, I would, wouldn't want to do that. Right. Why would I do that? Right. No way. But, you know what? I got judged. And everybody, you, the shit that I caught behind that, forget about it, bro. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. That was fucking annoying. Oh, that was wow. annoying. Yeah, because it was just like, oh, you think, why would you, why would you think I'd push this guy in the water? Right. Why, why? You know what I mean? That's fucking ridiculous. Well, that whole challenge, do you have a, being as competitive and as uh, compassionate as you are, that whole challenge, I'm not saying it was anybody's like major main fault. Would you say that whole challenge was a hot mess for him jump? Not a hot mess because we adjusted as we were going along in that competition because we went in there, we had no game plan. We didn't know what we were doing because they didn't let us discuss what we needed to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like we, we couldn't make a plan. Yeah. So I couldn't huddle up with everybody and be like, okay, I, who was in charge that day? I think Merrill was Merrill the, was, the yeah. crew chief. Yeah. yeah. So Merrill couldn't come up with a game plan and distribute it out between everybody. Once they, once we started and we ran up the dock to get the cages, that's when she started giving out instructions okay. to what everybody to do. And then finally, if you watch, then finally we finally kicked it into you know over into gear and we started we started moving our ass yeah. and we caught up you guys caught you know? up a lot yeah yeah yeah, yeah we yeah. caught up and it was like it was nick when i tell you it was a split second that we lost because of a knot yeah that yeah. was it that's that was crazy. it I, I was i was watching but that they again. worked their ass off they worked their ass off uh dirty hands on that on that uh competition i they like how you called out off. uh not called out in a bad way but you brought light to angel for how much he was working oh. on that let me tell you something about him that guy Angel is the most, he, what a gentleman, what a gentleman. That's the dude you just want to talk to and just be like, yo, <laughs> you're all right, man. What's going on, man? Like, everybody, he is such a gentleman, yeah. so genuine. And, and he, I don't think he has a bad bone in his body. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and the, the work ethic that he has, he was, he just didn't stop. He was running up and down, up and down, up and down, up. And he did not stop. He yeah. did not stop. And those cages were heavy, Nick. Those big cages were about 70, 75 pounds a piece. Really? Yeah, we had to stack a hundred of those. Holy shit. hundred. Holy shit. Yeah. That makes sense then for why they had uh why Merrill had Scott stay on the boat to start stacking it well, first Scott, with no yeah, good game plan. Well, Scott was first. Yeah. And then when I came down, I was like, Scott, you know, can we switch? And he was like, Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. And I jumped on the boat and I started stacking them. Right. And then Scott, and then that's when we that's when we really started catching up. You know, because then Scott was running back and forth, and then everybody would just, you know, and Swifty has a bad foot. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Had to mute that real quick. So how did, did Swifty's in, injury ever play into effect with how you guys were? Because he didn't bring it up. Did that change? Nah, would that up. have changed how you, if you picked him or not? No, nah, that would have changed. I still would have picked him. There still would have picked him. There you go. Still would have picked him. 
That's he's a beast. Oh, for sure. He's a beast. For sure. Yeah. Gentlemen, gentlemen. There's no there's there's no faking in that guy right there. Let me tell you something. Well none. Okay. Speaking of faking, how much editing is done for what happens actually and then what you if you watch the show again, you're like, that's not how that played out, but it makes it look like it's that big a deal or you know what I mean, blah blah blah. Is there a shit ton of it? Or shit ton. Really? Shit ton. Shit ton. And people were even saying something. Really? Comments online. They were like, Yeah, why so much editing? Why so much music in the background? Yeah. Well then that was that was my thing last night. I'm like, okay, I'm noticing Phil's talking while you guys are competing. Competing. Is it like that? Can you hear him? Is it right then and there as you're doing, or do they go back through and he's just kind of there and then they Oh no, he's uh he's talking while we're competing. Yeah, yeah, he's talking. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's uh he's the mechanic in his trade, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's uh, he knows what to do. <laughs> That's fucking cool. That's hella cool. Yeah, but there's a lot of editing, Nick. A lot of editing. Really? So what what would you what would you change about it if you can go back and do it? What what would you change? Would it be challenges? Would it be people? Would it be what what would it be? I think I would change going into it. <laughs> I think I would change uh, myself. Yourself? Yeah, to be a little bit more um, open with, with like this, and because I I went in there with nothing but like uh, you know caring and love. Like, hey, I'm gonna meet some cool people. These are the people that I'm gonna ex- you know go through this experience with that we could share for the rest of our lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oops that 20 years down the line be like oh hey you know what i mean you get close you know what i mean especially i seen how close everybody got from season one after they did the show you know and how they did it you know because yeah. they, they did it they that was they it was beautiful what they did in season one nobody picking with each other they they were all there for each other and they're all cool with each other really that's the way it's supposed to be yeah so your season wasn't like that you there's not a lot of people that are friends and close that are from your guys season or I mean, I really, I, I really don't know what anybody else does. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, the only really people that I speak to from that season would probably be I speak to Urida here and there mm-hmm. and Angel. That's oh, it. really? Yeah, uh, Patrick. I'll interact here and there. Right. That's it. That's it. I don't. I don't. Um, I think. Uh, I think some of them might have. <laughs> after if you after the, in the third episode. You know, nothing was said why I left. Yeah. So, I think the people on, I know the people on my team, people were getting at them and trying to ask them what happened to me. Right. You know, why did he, why did he leave? What happened this? What happened that? And I guess at the time they didn't, they didn't want to deal with it. And I, I, I'm sure, you know, if somebody's being annoying and messaging me all the time, Nick, oh, what happened to Nick? What happened to Nick? I don't know, dude. Why don't you ask Nick? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know? And I think they kind of, some people judged me on that, and they kind of just, like, uh, shut shut me out. Uh, okay. You know? Yeah. And it hurts. It hurts because I know what I put into it, and I know what I went in there with. Right. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, not everybody's going to like you, Nick. You know? That's a huge thing to learn, and a lot of people can't grasp that or understand that that the people just aren't going to like you for whatever it is you know what i mean for whatever for whatever and it's their loss you know so. yeah yeah i mean i try to you know 
because it's not the right thing to do. Not until you get to know somebody. And if you don't like the way they are, instead of judging them and talking bad about them, just don't have nothing to do with them. Right. No, that's it. Don't don't be fake and say, hey, hey, and then, you know, behind them, when they're walking away, you start talking about them. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. No, I, and I've been, you don't know me from a hole in the wall. Right. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm the same fucking way. There there shouldn't be any way, shape, or form to talk shit to somebody and then fake to their fucking face. You know what I mean? See, there I go. Yeah, but when you're put on, on that type of stage and everything, and it just, you, you, you open yourself up for criticism and to be judged. And a lot, I would the trolls on the internet, dude. Forget about it. Oh yeah, no, that's that's like a whole other job that they just have, just talking shit and just making other people look and feel bad. That's all that they do. Yeah, you know. Did you get a chance to say bye at least, or was it just like a middle of the night? No, it was. It was um, after (laughs) the slime meal challenge. Right. That was a Friday. The next day was Saturday, and uh, we had to catch up with some interviews. So they drove us down to a warehouse in downtown L.A. Okay. And we had to do some interviews. And they had, you know, two vans going out. One, the van in the morning time to go do the interviews. And then that van would come back, and then the second van would go back in the afternoon. And that was your rest day to relax. Okay. You know, because after every day, we were up at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, out in the van, and we'd film all day and do the competition, and we'd come back. We'd come back till maybe sometimes eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. Holy shit! I have to be up again five thirty, six o'clock the next day, you know. So they, you know, they gave us rest days. So that was like the rest day. That Saturday morning, I was the first one to go on the van. Yeah. And I was the first one to get called to catch up with all my interviews. It was, it was, it was such like a shock, Nick. You know what right. I mean? It was like, okay, um, okay, go do this. You know, they pulled me out of my interviews and put me in a van and drove me back to go meet Phil and then that where I was told that I had to leave. Wow. And that was uh was a very upsetting day, man. I bet. Because not 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 only because of I would say the work and the dedication and the love that I put into that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I generally, generally like cared about what that whole thing was about. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I seen the bigger picture for myself, you know, and I, you know, at one time in my life, Nick, I was in a dark place in my life, you know? So given this opportunity, you know, I seen it, I had to take it and run with it, you yeah. know? And I seen the potential, what it could have done for me in the Mason community alone. You know what I'm saying? With my union alone, I could have maybe get put in the office and out of the field. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, do other stuff behind it. And, you know, that's where it hurts the most. That's where it hurts the most. What 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 I lost for my family, you know, and, and you know, like I said, at where I am in my life, I should have just laughed at the negativity that was being thrown out there and just laughed at it and just kept going, you know. And like you said, what would you do different? I, I would I think I would have been a little bit more closed and a little bit more observant, you know, keeping quiet and see how everybody moves and, and, and see how everybody is. And then I would have adjusted myself from there but i just went there and it was just myself and i'm very sociable i'm i'm, I'm I, I, I like i like to be around people i like to talk to people you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. and and you know that was one of 
the things that we couldn't do. And they're like, oh, you're taking the best quality away from me. I can't talk to people. Like, you know, I'm seeing people walk by my room. Like, hey, what do you do for a living? <laughs> like, Mikey, get back in your room. You know, so it's like, you know, it, it, yeah, it was uh, where it hurt the most. And it's like I said, Nick, you can't, I can't get away from it. Right. You know, you can't get away from it. And it's like, you know, I, I went to Vegas. I was in Vegas in August. I'm coming off the plane. I'm waiting for my check and, you know, waiting for my bag. And here comes a woman with her with her daughter. Hey, you're Mikey Eyebrows from Tough as Nails, right? I'm like, yeah, hi, how you doing? And I was actually with Tara from season one. Okay. And and I was like, you watch season one? And Tara had her mask on. Yeah. So I was talking to Tara. And she was like, yeah. I said, Tara, pull your mask down. And we introduced Tara. And she's like, oh, can I take a picture with you guys? I mean, that was the coolest thing. Right. And even there, this child asked me, hey, Mikey, what happened? Oh, shit. You know, and then that's when I realized, I was like, wow, like, don't know that they put you on this, you know, the 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 effect you can have on other people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, look at Meryl. Look what Meryl. Look what Meryl did. Meryl got a book out. Right. She's she's probably one of the coolest stories that you'll ever see. Like on like I know I remember when she was introducing herself. I was sitting next to her, and when she said that she was the first African American female to fly a uh, fighter jet, I was like, whoa! You got to be the coolest person I met. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? what when when are you gonna get to rub elbows with a person like that? Right. You know what I'm saying? That you know, the condition and and the stuff that she did in her life, you know, because she was from the South Bronx. She oh. got out of the South Bronx. Yeah, really? she got out of the South Bronx. She put herself on a bus and went to California and went into the military. Yep. You know, and did her own thing. And look at her. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, wow, like that's freaking awesome. It's weird because she me, lives near a buddy of mine, and her son and my friend's son go to school together. Uh, up here in California, not up here. California. About two years, she's, two I think, hours away from me. I think she's around the Sacramento area. I yeah, believe. yeah, up there. Yeah, it's it's yeah. about an hour and a half, two hours away from where I'm at. I think, but I know, I know, I know where it is. I just don't want to say her city on here, just because. Yeah, privacy issues. So, see, the coolest thing out of that was seeing Meryl in her um in her suit. Oh yeah, and actually getting getting to see what the pilots wear in the in the jets. With the with the whole suit and the and the the freaking fishbowl over the head, yeah, yeah, like that helmet, oh yeah. man, like I like I got <laughs> to hold it, I got to see it, like I was like, wow, you know, yeah. it's awesome, and like how heavy that suit was that she had to wear, you know, oh shit, yeah, and it was yeah. hot that day, we had to take pictures of it, and I know she was dying, and we were just laughing and everything, but that was like, you know, stuff like that, I was like, wow, this is awesome, yeah. and then hearing stories that the people are telling, you know, the you know with the because you know, I've always been enthused with the film industry and acting and stuff. It was always interesting to me. So yeah. to see all that and to hear that, it was just uh, it was an awesome experience. That's how it That's, so, so would this not curtail your time on TV? Is this just a stepping stone? Are you going to try to do another show in the future? Is there any plans for you to maybe do it? Or is it like, you know what, fuck that shit, I'm out. Uh, I'm going to just focus on my trade and my craft and – do my thing now. I mean, if you're asking me, would I want another shot? If you get yeah, another I, shot, I, like I, down I, down the road, not 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 to redo your show or even tough as nails, but just any anything out there, would you jump at the chance to apply to be like, hey, I've done this, blah blah blah. What's up? Some people, some um, some often, some people reach out to me about doing stuff in here and there, but you, you're under contract with them. You can't do nothing for two years. Okay. You're coming up on that, so, though, right? Yeah, we've been over a year now, so I think at the end of next year, you know, 
I think I'd be able to do something, but uh, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> right. It's a, that's a once in a lifetime thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. And once, once you're given that opportunity, you got to take it. You got to make the best out of it. You really do. You know, from an outsider looking in, I think you did. You know what I mean? You're, uh, really? I really I think, think I so. did. I think so. Uh, I, you know, it, it hurts, Nick. It does. Like I said, it's like every day it's like, I can't get away from it. And then I'll go on and then I'll go on social media and it's on social media. Right. You know, it's just like, Oh, Mike, man. like seriously, just like, wow. <laughs> right. But the, no. the thing is though, is that people by nature are nosy by nature. They're vested into whether it be the, you were the, you were their favorite person on the show or their favorite captain, whatever it is. And you were just gone and everybody watching the show, myself included, like that's fucking weird. You know what I mean? And when you don't get an answer, it was weird to me, right? And you and you even know what happened. Um, and when you don't get when you don't get an answer, you want to know because we're just nosy fucks out here, and that's all we want to do. Yeah. But where you would get your peace from, or if I were you, what I would like to think I would do, knowing where it is, because I get a huge amount of pleasure knowing that people think one way when I know the actual truth of what happened, and it's like I know what they did, and I was just stupid enough, and I bit into it. And that's where I fucked up because I have too much ego and pride, but I know why they did it. And we're still in the same boat because, hey, guess what? Neither one of us won. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I know, no, no. And I, I can't say it. You hit it on the head. You really yeah. did. I can't. <laughs> Don't think you did anything wrong, bro. You know what I mean? I know that it's hard, and I know that, that people out here, when we're not in the situation, I can say everything I want to for how I would handle it because I was never in that situation. You know what I mean? And I know that if I were to ever get, if I was in your shoes and if people looked into my dark past, then I would have a lot of explaining or a lot of like defense mechanisms because people use that shit to their advantage to try to make me look bad. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's where I do feed into it because I'm like, no, fuck you. You're not going to say what you want about me. We're, we're going to go out this now. If you want to go down this road, I'm going to meet you at the road. You know what I mean? And that's where, and I know that's who I am as a person. So I would handle it the exact same way. So I think and then a lot of people And would've. then you looked at like, you're wrong. And then you looked at like, you know, like you're doing something wrong. You know, why'd you do that? Yeah. Well, what do you mean why'd I do that? <laughs> yep. Yep. And be, because everybody always has that. It's not hindsight's twenty twenty. They have that I'm better than 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 how you how you react to it because they weren't living in it. That's why the yeah. people filming it they don't want you to have a real conversation off camera because oh we need the raw footage not the fake footage. So fake footage. people can say what they want when it's fake when it's not about them when it's raw and they have to react right then and there you're fucked. You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> you're, look at uh, did you see what happened to Matthew Stafford the other day? <coughs> Excuse me. In his parade for the Rams, right? Just won the Super Bowl. There's a journalist, okay? This is 2022 in a nutshell. Uh, not a journalist, I'm sorry, a photographer. Falls off the stage, okay? He gets a lot of shit because he went, because she fell. That's a natural reaction. Somebody falls off the stage, you go, oh, his yeah, wife like, went wow. to go help her, right? But because of his reaction, the internet shamed him. Oh, shamed him. So he's like, fuck, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll pay your medical bills. Like, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, wow. here's money. And then it came full circle on this lady that I guess she has a lot of racist and shit tweets in the past. And now she's been canceled off the internet. 
So it's like, <laughs> that was a wild ride. But just because of his re- natural reaction of going, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody who's yeah. not part of the situation goes, oh, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. Okay. Automatically. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Awesome. Right. So nice to meet you. My name's Nick. I'm an asshole. Let's get that out of the way. And now we basically. can actually talk. You know what I mean? Basically. Yeah, basically. Fuck them. You're never going to please Fuck everybody em. just like anybody going to like you. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, exactly. So you just got to, you know, move on. Just keep it moving. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, so what? So what's next, man? Are you are you trying to get to get the bags off? Is that is that what I heard? You want to get the bags off and get out of the field? What? <laughs> what? That'd be nice. I could put my tools down, you know, <laughs> put that suit on, you know, and drive around in that local car, right. you know, right? Union car. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. You know? But man, really take one day at a time. I think that's all we can do. That's all we can do, man. That's all we can do. So what's what's the next plan, man? You you gonna just stay working shop to shop? You gonna try to open your own shop? You wanna try to? No, I'm just stay with the union. You know, go uh, job to job and just you know, live the dream. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Has there ever been any thought about taking up another local uh, and traveling? Do you, can you guys do that with with your local of just sign the books in? I was Vegas. I want to work out there. Yeah, well, I was actually thinking about going out there and doing that. You know, I wanted to be a part of the when they were building the Raider Stadium. There you go. Yeah, I, w- I was uh, I was inquiring about that, you know, and all I got to do is you just transfer. Just yeah. go down to the union hall and wherever they are and you just bring your union book and they'll put you on the job. See, that's that makes it a lot easier for – I can't do that. Um, in all, I, technically, I can. Um, from what I know, because I'm coming out of my apprenticeship, I have to be state certified for whatever state it is to work on the electrical aspect of it. You guys, we have to okay. be up to date on our shit. So I want to know if I could just go travel and just sign it. Cause I'm like, dude, I've worked with travelers from like Alabama and Kentucky. I'm like, there ain't no way that they're passing all these other state tests to fucking work. You know what I mean? Maybe they are. I don't know. So yeah, I, maybe they are. <laughs> I need to find out. Um, cause it sounds hard as fuck. Cause they're all different tests for some reason. And we all use the same code book. So yeah, <laughs> like, I don't understand that one, but, yeah. um, that'd be cool as fuck to be able to travel around and just, uh, yeah. you know, bring yeah. the family for a summer and they hang out and fucking, arizona and you just go to work and then you hang out afterwards you know afterwards you know hey anyway, i gotta get out of this weather man it sucks here <laughs> the weather's great here but it's just it. too expensive out here dude yeah, same shit you're in new, new york, york you know what i mean it's the same yeah. shit we just don't have same snow shit. <laughs> well shit dude brother that was uh that was that was that was a fun time dude to, to learn i know you can't talk about a lot of shit um i know that uh we've been already talking i'm trying to check the time now we've been talking for about an hour um, so oh, cool. I, I do want to just, uh, thank you for talking right, to Nick, little old me. me, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. You know, kind of get, uh, kind of help me, uh, get some things off my chest, I guess you yeah. want to say. Well, it, no? it's huge that, that you, you said without saying that your reason for leaving wasn't because of you, that it, well, it was, but it, it was because of me. It was because right. of, it was because of you, but it wasn't because of you for, wanting to is is what i'm trying to say it, it was because oh, okay. you, oh, you fed into some it. other shit from other people and that just bit you in the ass so did you freeze on me where'd you go oh i heard you say shit i know i'm still recording it's a lot of dead air so what i'm gonna say right now is i am going to say that it is me and I want to uh, thank you because my internet just said that it was uh, unstable. Ooh. 
What happened? Hang on. Recording in progress. Oh, oh there you are. There we go. Oh, found it. <laughs> found it. Okay, so that's going to be a little weird section. I'm going to try to edit out. It said my internet was unstable, and then it kicked me out, and it logged me back in. I don't know what the fuck happened. But anyways, um, no, you, you cleared up a lot of stuff that I think people that when they listen to it, they'll understand more because they know that you can't say certain things, and it wasn't necessarily what people thought. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's 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 not that I can't. It's it's just not important. To you know, it's yeah. just at the end of the day, it's comes down to myself. And that shows the 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 type of man and, and how big of a man you are. Because it would have been very easy to come on here and say, "Well, this motherfucker, you know, fuck this guy, name dropped yeah. and shit." What does that do? You're right. What does that do? It doesn't do anything do? except further perpetuate hate, and that's not what we're trying to do. Nah, and there's no need for that. There's shit no happened. That. It is what it is. You have the lifetime of an opportunity, life uh, opportunity of a lifetime. Opportunity of a lifetime. There it is. And uh, you grab the bull by the horns, dude. And uh, so, wait, real quick, what what happened? How come if you were uh, a part of the season one, everything was it just too many people? How did it work out that you got oh. on season two? Oh, oh, um, when the casting people <laughs> one got in touch with my union, they got in touch with me. When they flew me out, when they flew for the finals and did all that you got to meet the cbs people yeah then we went back they give you dates right on um when you try to be available for so i ran that by with my job at the time the job that i was on we were building a school for special needs oh shit uh kids in staten island so at the time we were like slammed with work and i couldn't take i was a shop steward on that job i couldn't take off uh, i couldn't take off uh at the time there was no quarantine so it was like i think it was 21 days they were filming i couldn't take off for the three weeks mm-hmm. so I had let them know that the casting people like, you know, works getting involved. They said, okay, well, they didn't know if they were getting a season two yet. Right. So when they did, they reached out to me again. When they got season two and CBS approved uh, season two, the casting people reached out to me again and said, hey, we just got approved for season two. We want you to come out for the show. These are the possible dates that we're going to be filming, run it by your union, see if you can get off. Yeah. And that's what I did. And they said, yeah, well, go ahead. You got the green light. And that's and all on your dime, right? Again. Huh? That's all on your dime, right? Because no work, no pay. All on my dime. Yeah. That's... All on my dime. They, oh. my, I, the time that I spent out in LA filming and doing all this, I didn't, I, I wasn't getting paid. How long were I you out there for? Filming. All together, after, after quarantine. Uh, like three and a half, uh, for season two, I was like three and a half weeks. Okay. How often were you now? Were you guys? You guys were filming Monday through Friday from five a.m. till nine ten o'clock at night. Was that just challenge after challenge after challenge? Is that how is that how it was set up? Um, no, it was like one day you would do one thing, like uh, one day you would do the individual challenge. Oh, okay. And then you'd come back the next day and do the team challenge. Oh, okay. And then they and then you you you'd be so beat up from those two days back to back doing these challenges that they they give you a rest day. Right. And then you go back at it. And, and usually, it. like, on the rest day, you'd catch up on interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then you go back at it. But, yeah, but they, after every day, they, they printed out and they gave you a schedule. Oh, what sure. time you had to be outside and what time meals were coming and stuff like that. So everything was scheduled out and structured. I didn't realize it they was, did it over different days. I thought that was all one day. Of, oh, you know nah, I mean? this is, yeah. And now, mind you, this is in the middle of a pandemic now. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking true. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm actually, I, I tried. I'm trying to get back to watch an amazing race, and they just came back from being shut down for 19 months from not even doing that at all. So I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. that's fucking crazy. So when he's 
when Phil stopped that amazing race, they picked back up with uh, Tough as Nails. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. So now he's just rolling along with that again. It's an awesome show, too. I love that show. Amazing race. It's right. awesome. I couldn't be on that one because I cussed too much, so there ain't no point. You just hear one long <laughs> just, ball, brother. <laughs> I was funny, though. <laughs> yeah, I was funny. I thought that was funny. So, Obviously not. Right? Not at all. Well, all right, brother. Well, I got to have you on again. We got to we gotta do this again. We'll talk some more uh, some more shop shit. We'll talk some more uh, differences from West Coast to East Coast and trades from bricklayer to electricians. And then we got to link up one of these days. Whether I go out there, you come out here, we got to do one of those. Yeah, I mean? I come out to the West Coast a lot, man. So definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but Nick, I appreciate you having me. Like I said, awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sir. I'll be sending some more stuff out to you. Thank you. Thank All you. Right, Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. All right. Later. Nick. Later.